Hey, it's White Boy Chris. If the Pat Down's ever made you laugh, then join our Patreon and support us. Get bonus content, a t-shirt, or an autographed copy of Rabbit, Miss Pat's autobiography. Visit misspatcomedy.com for the link to the Patreon, and while you're there, join our Facebook group. Welcome to another episode of the Pat Down. I'm here with Chris and Dion, and we're talking about some serious shit. Some serious shit. Policing in America. Don't turn it off. Listen, you need to hear this bullshit. If you turn it off, you a bitch ass nigga. <laughs> <laughs> With your bitch ass. Could After be the, the music. pussy. <laughs> you better get up, get out, and tune into this podcast. It's Pat spit the truth, spit the real fact. Nothing but the ugly, classy at the same time. Pat got the flavor, these are not the same lines. That's the politics, she been on the real grind. It could be pretty but ugly at the same time. Just tune in, put your lock on the spin down. Ain't no need for the wait and turn her up now. What you talking about? Is it real though? And cut the game, you get no play like Nintendo. You wait the time, turn it up, nothing but the ugly. Straight off the top, everything she say, you know it's funny. Full blast, this is taste of the future. Listen on your iPhone or your desktop computer. Share it. What the fuck is wrong with the police in this country? How much time you got? You know what? I have, I don't have nothing. I don't have any. When I was coming up, the police is not the same police. I've said this a hundred times. But I've watched a couple videos today where the police literally let dogs bite people like they did black people back in the day. They literally had this black man in his yard, told him to get down, and the dog and the man told the dog to bite the black. I just seen him do the same thing to a Mexican guy. If you hate a certain group of people that much, why take a public job? I guess you take it so you can kill them because you hate them so much. But do you think there's no consequence that's going to come to you as a police officer? Have this what it, this country have gotten today where police is almost untouchable? That's what qualified immunity mm-hmm. is. Qualified immunity is basically like the person individually suffers no consequences. Like Breonna Taylor, the family got twelve million dollars. The only people that have faced any consequences for the death of Breonna Taylor are the taxpayers. But you know that's why I would think that the people in that state would want the police to go to jail. I would want you to lock that motherfucker up before you before you keep raising my taxes for y'all mistakes. Nope, because that's when you hear people say, "Well, if they just cooperate." And it's like she didn't even have the option to cooperate because she was asleep and they fucking killed her. And now you have to pay because instead of checking the police, you're more worried about Breonna Taylor's history. That's the problem. That's the problem that we face is shit happens. And instead of dealing with the reason why it happens, we make all these excuses and just spend money. Oh, just give them some money. They'll be quiet. You know, that's the realest thing that's in my I cannot wait for y'all to see my sitcom. That is the really shit. When 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 that was breaking news that she got multi million, I said, "Oh, oh, finally they're gonna pay double digit for a black death." And I looked down, it was twelve million dollars. Don't nobody want that no. That ain't tax free though. It ain't tax. <laughs> so it's not gonna be twelve million dollars. Well, I rather I don't give a fuck. I rather have my child. I rather have my fucking loved one. I mean, I don't understand. I mean, I bet. I mean, I. I'm all for the police. The police is, is citizens. They get all. We pay the police. But they run around here and they, they, they commit more crimes than motherfucker we do. I think people get the police and the police officers confused. Like the job versus the person. I think that's what 
people aren't understanding is that the person that does the job poorly makes all the police officers mm-hmm. look bad. Yeah. What doesn't happen is, is when a cop does do something poorly, none of the other quote unquote good cops do anything. They well, don't they speak they, out. And when they do, they get fired or harassed. And they it, it's made so that if you are a good police officer and you do call out bullshit, you find yourself alone in a hurry. There was a guy, I forget his name, Daniel something, but he, he posted on Instagram a rant basically saying, we need to do better and do this right. He got fired within like two weeks. But if he if he had shot somebody, he wouldn't have gotten they fired. They would back him up. Yeah. They would find the reason why it, it, it was so justified. Do, do, like, so if you find good officer who's calling out bad officer, how do you expect the citizen, I mean, the, us, to respect you because right now it seems like the police department only want white people to respect to oh back to blue and then you know that back to blue shit is so full of shit and a lot of people gonna cut off this podcast and i don't give a fuck but when you say back to blue but you say you you say the american flag means so much to you but you take it and change the motherfucking color to black and blue how can you love the flag so much when you change the motherfucking color? That blue and black flag that I see that y'all walking around here, that's not what no my husband fought for. He did not fight for that fucking flag. That ain't that flag does not represent the Amer- the United States You're of America. You're talking about the thin blue line. The thin blue line. One. Yeah. No, yeah. I'm talking about the one. It's black and blue now that I see it on everybody's shirts. Yeah. And I'm like, you say you love this country. You say you love this country. You love the flag. Niggas can't kneel because if we kneel, that's disrespecting the flag. But you take the whole motherfucking flag and you turn it black and blue. What kind of bullshit is that? I, I, I think it's like a, a way to show that you love power and power over other people that you don't like. like I, th- that's sort of how I interpret it because I don't personally get it. Like... I, I like if you're a police officer I've had because of all the uh, of my mouthiness on cops and stuff I'd have I've had a lot of friends who especially like high school friends who are cops reach out to me and say hey like I've listened to the pat down I've listened to your other podcasts like you have to understand like from our perspective and and I've had the opportunity to talk to them and go like when you're in these situations then this happens or this happens and I think that you kind of just touched on that like if you're an individual cop in a lot of these situations, it's difficult for them. And then like the world is shitting on them. And so they're just quitting in mass numbers because they don't want to do the job. Like, well, if, they don't, it's not, it's not because, they, they, because they, people want them held responsible because let yeah. me say this to you. Let me say this to you. If I'm doing a job and if I'm doing it right, I don't give a fuck about everybody else quit. When people get to run, get to run it. It's, it's for a reason. Either the job ain't right, the corporation ain't right, you done got caught up in some bullshit. Yeah. But if you at work and you doing what you supposed to do, you ain't going to be dro- dropping off. Man. You doing it, you running because you don't want to get caught up with the bullshit you know you've been doing that's now going to get highlighted. Because you know why you got white kids out here that saying, stop the bullshit. We just want to fucking live. Yeah, we literally want to fucking live, and they calling you out. You, they're actually trying to start locking you motherfuckers up. Indiana have something here where they doing something um, with the police. I just read something briefly yesterday. Um, some type of training. Mm, I haven't seen it. Me either. It was on Fox Fifty Nine. I got I scroll back and see if you I can literally find it. live around the corner from where all the cops in the state are trained. I, don't I know. know if you, yeah. 
Like that's and why but, you see cop cars around here all the time. You know, and I really don't. It's it's like why can't if if why can't a police pull somebody over and treat them like a human being? Whether you black, white, green, red, and I understand the police officer want to go home like everybody else. But for you, let's let's say some incidents. For you to literally let a dog go on an unarmed person whose hands is in the air, who's on their knees, who's turning around, and you still let the dog go, you are a racist piece of shit. Because what you want somebody to do that to you, I keep telling people, the reason when when you're a racist or you hate a group of people, it's because you know that you'll never be in that situation. You know you would never be in that situation. That's why you can't think, oh, black, black, black and blue, back the police. But I ask you this. Would you want the police to sick a dog on your unarmed white child? Would you want the police to fucking have that? The black boy got his leg told the fuck off. The back of his leg told the fuck off from a dog. But that's the problem with those types of people who say, I back the blue. Take a minute and put... Take the face off that nigga or whatever you want to call him and put your white child that you love so fucking precious face there. And you ask, is this what this this how I want my child to be treated? When Breonna Taylor was fucking killed, y'all still said y'all back the police. And yes, her boyfriend shot one of them. They was in the fucking bed. He should have shot him. But let me ask you this. What you want your child? In the bed sleep and they come to with a fucking fake one or whatever the fuck the no not one and blow your child head off. You don't care because you know you ain't gonna be in that situation. You we don't you don't have the same fear as black America, brown America. When you don't have that same fear, to me you are a fucking racist. I'm all for the police to do their fucking job. Listen to me, nigga. I'm all for the fire department to put out fires too. But if a fireman come up with the hose and skeet a nigga down the street instead of putting his house up, I'll, I'll, I'll put his house out, of, I'll put the fire out on his house. I got a problem with that. What the fuck you skeet the nigga down the road for? He wasn't on fire. Oh, he was a nigga, so I need him to take a trip. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, think about it. Think about the fireman come up and people, you standing outside and they skeet you with that fucking heavy ass hole and let your house burn hey, to the ground. Who's your travel agent? The fire department? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I just, I don't get it. And I try really fucking hard to say, I don't want to hate the police. Because I remember the police that I grew up with. They fed me. They were good people. They gave a fuck. You can separate the job from the person. I hate the system. I don't hate individual police officers. I hate their fucking job. Because they know when they go into work that if shit hits the fan, they're going to be protected. They are aware of what's happening. And none of them are speaking out about it. They're quiet. They're humble. None of them are holding the people in positions of power accountable for the bullshit that they are getting away with. They're starting to be held accountable and they don't like it. Yeah. (laughs) That's my point. It's like, oh, I, I, like you, you you see some of these videos that come out where you hear the the cops are like, oh, fuck, am I going to get in trouble for this? And it's like, so you, you readily admit that you did something you weren't supposed to do instead of just owning it and be like, man, I fucked up. I need help. Everybody just is like, oh, well, he was, it was this person's fault and, and they should have had this, 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 this not happen, then none of this would have happened. Instead of just being like, we fucked up, we're going to k- kick this guy out of the police force, he's never going to get a police job again, we're going to hold him accountable, and from here on out, anybody who does these things will face the exact same amount of justice. Yeah, I think we, mean, that's we, never going to happen. Does it, let me ask you something, white America. 
because I know I have a lot of white fans, and I'm saying white America. Does it not concern you with all the black and brown people that's been killed by the police? Do you think every one of those are criminals? Like I, I literally read sometime, uh, on like the like uh like Fox Fifty Nine, and I didn't realize how racist Indiana was. <laughs> and people say shit like George Floyd was on methamphetamine or whatever the fuck. So what? Was it right for that motherfucker to have his knee to his neck? Was it right when somebody tell you that they can't breathe and you fuck and the police continue to kill you? I mean, ask yourself, would you want to be treated like that? Would you want to live if your skin, if you had my skin color, you would be living in fear every fucking day to the point where I never dealt with guns. And I literally told my kids, everybody get a gun. So every fucking body get a gun. You saw the two officers in California that were just sitting in the car and they got walked up on a shot, right? Mm -hmm. Well, a couple weeks before that happened, these white officers were trying to arrest a dude in Oklahoma and he killed one of them and, and seriously injured the other one. I saw that. Yeah. But the president Trump didn't come out and say a motherfucking word about it. Let me say this to you. When I saw that, it is, they, they maced him. They tased him. They treated him like shit. They treated him like shit. I mean, and I truly think the guy was on something, too. It looked like the guy probably was high from the mug shot. Did, but, have you seen what? I, I, let me show yeah. you what I'm talking but, about. Uh, I I've truly, seen the, the, basically the execution in L.A., though, or like heard about it. No, I, I, I didn't watch that. But I truly believe I truly minutes. believe that dude was on something. And I think when a police encounter people like that, they should have somebody to come in. It's almost like when somebody robbed a bank and you do a negotiation. A negotiator. That's the type of that's the type of people that the police department should call for mentally ill that's people. That's their fucking job. Yeah. That, that's. Did you see the autistic? I just I, I hate watching. They that stuff. killed that fucking autistic but, kid. Yeah. And it's still he was white. Wasn't he white? Yeah. Like th- that's. There it, it, they so quick to shoot how do you shoot somebody and they tell you hey my child got a problem can you please come help well, it ain't to say come kill my child cause he got a mental illness you yeah, keep I, asking the question how and why and you have to look at the reason the system is designed that way there's, there's no other explanation other than the fact that this is how we are trained because for all these officers to make, make the exact, they do the exact same thing. <laughs> right. They do the, it doesn't matter what state it happens in. They it's all like a, it's do like it's the a exact same thing. They know. Yeah, and they it doesn't. And how it many doesn't, niggas you going to kill today? How many brown? It doesn't matter black? if they're white, black, Asian. It doesn't matter. All the officers do the exact same thing. Instead of de-escalating, they es- when you challenge a police officer's quote unquote authority, they all escalate. Because that is, they are trained to think that they are the enforcers of whatever bullshit law that they think they have you on. It's not innocent until proven guilty. That shit's for TV. If you're in a, if you're a police officer in training at, at the beginning, you get 52 hours of weapons training and eight hours of de-escalation training. And the weapons training is consistently given over the course of your career. It's consistently given in a way that you will learn the weapons training in the academy but the de-escalation training is all fragmented and it's basically an afterthought. And so you're right. It's, it's the way they're trained. No, they de-escalated training is called bullets. 
Holly Parks. Right. Kill Force. The dog. It, 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 until until we actually get the police union's money involved, it ain't going to change. Like, it's, it's it ain't so gonna change because sad. if you can get paid, it was a starting salary for cops like thirty thousand dollars, right? right? And then by the time you reach sergeant, you're making sixty, seventy. Yeah, you're not making a ton of money. Yeah. So why are you gonna take shit from no from from random people every day when they tell you, oh, you train for fifty two hours with this pistol? Right. I'm not gonna talk to you about shit if they not gonna check me. If, yeah. if, if they're going to back me up, regardless of what the fuck I do, as long as I can vilify you instead of vilifying me, why would I change? If, if I, I'm just putting myself in the cop's shoes. Why would I stand against that? Why, would, why are we expecting these people to be moral and, and citizens of this country when we're not going to punish them for, for what they do? Like you said, the taxpayers paid that $12 million. It's incentives and consequences. You're not giving them any incentive to fucking change until you defund all that bullshit. They are going to keep doing it. So you can ask all the fucking questions you want to about how and why and all this. They don't fucking, if they fucking cared, they would have changed. They don't fucking care. You start paying that $12 million if, out of police pensions. If, if Exactly. <laughs> right. if, if you're going to put a fucking blue and black flag on your shirt and march down the street and say how awesome police are, regardless of how they treat people, why the fuck would they give a fuck? Those people are not helping either. Like, so in those conversations, kind of what I was trying to say is like in these conversations with cop friends, like they, they try to explain the complexity of the job, which does exist. And then the people that are allegedly their supporters go on social media and act like fools and make it worse and don't explain like they don't feel supported by those people. They they make they don't it more, shout them down either. Yeah, they they go. They, the one friend was just like, all of a sudden everybody thinks we're racist because the people that are defending us the loudest say the most racist stuff. And y'all don't check those people. Right. That's why they think that because you let that shit. Y- y'all just quiet about it. Meanwhile, y'all tell all these marchers get the fuck out of the street and you know if Black Lives Matter so much, why are you killing yourself? But you don't never check the motherfuckers on your side. You don't ever come out and say, hey, all these back the blue no matter what motherfuckers need to calm the fuck down so and I shut wanna, the hell if, up. If they wanna, did that though, if they did that though, would you hear it? Yes. I'm I'm saying like I think the way that social media is set up is that the calm reasonable voice that gives a, an opinion that that isn't inflaming doesn't get heard. Well, it's, it's not it's incentivized almost, it's to pop to, up. To me you to me dealing with people like that and you know a lot of time when you try to do it in a mass it doesn't work because people get tuned out. What do you do to change people's mind one-on-one? Like, say, for instance, if you got a person in your household that you know that racist. Instead of saying, you know, you're fucking racist. The world have changed. Shit don't work like that anymore. A lot of time when you're white America, you just say, oh, he's fucking racist. I'm not going to deal with him. Well, who the fuck going to check that person? That person know that as long as they're in their white circle, they're never going to be fucking checked. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So that's what's wrong when you don't force people or when you don't call people out on their bullshit. I just told y'all on a podcast or something ago, a guy put on my Facebook, our Facebook page, community page, and said black live enough team. And I say, everybody else tiptoed around. I say, no, bitch, you a racist. I'm black. I live out here too. And I pay my motherfucking tax. Fuck is wrong with you, white boy. And yeah, he it's- could, he could not. But he blocked me and wrote a whole bunch of shit. So I put it back on a Facebook page. But just think about this white man, probably his 50 years old, ain't never been checked. Ain't never had a real conversation about it. He only, I mean, that shit is passed down. 
So if you go to your if you go to your fucking Thanksgiving and you know your uncle whatever is fucking racist and you just sit makes a he needs to change and don't open your mind. How do you expect change to happen if you don't speak the fuck up? I'm just saying, period, people. How do you, if you don't check your racist relatives, and let me say this, not going to the Thanksgiving dinner ain't going to help the fucking situation. You check that nigga in front of every motherfucking body. Because you have seen me many times check my daughter when I said, no, you ain't about to put everybody in the same motherfucking category. Uh, All white people ain't fucking evil. All motherfucking black people ain't thugs. And all white men don't rape their daughters. Oh, I have a fuck that's supposed to go. Yeah, you have to you have to approach it to without hostility. Well, you, I, I think you, what, and I don't think that you do. You, you and Gariana talk the way that you do, but you're not going to change somebody's I'm mind just, by shouting. You're not them. trying to change their mind. You're trying to change the circumstance in which they operate their bullshit. You don't. Right. You, if look, you can't stop people from being racist, but you can stop that racist motherfucker from being comfortable. So every time he comes around people that you, he knows don't think the way he does, he got to check himself, or he can't operate in that space anymore. I'm not trying to change no racist motherfucker's and mind. I'm trying to make it so that they. Stay the fuck out of the way between everybody else. You want to have that hate and that evil and that bullshit in your you're heart? You're not gonna bring it to this thing, you, to this white. You're not uh, coming around where everybody else is. Don't Thanksgiving feel like that. dinner. You're not finna do that. You're not finna fuck up Thanksgiving Man, because think, you a piece of shit. But think about We're not this. finna sit here and eat up here and let you have all. No, fuck that. But when you don't, no, that's, that's bullshit. That's vice versa. I mean, even with anything that I do in life, you're not about to sit here and and, and, and just put, fucking throw a whole bunch of people into one category because it's not fucking true like out all my neighbors i told y'all this on the last podcast went in my facebook all white people ain't like that i know you're not like that i'm not gonna group you because this motherfucker is a fucking ding dong dumbass piece of shit that's not how i roll but i'm i called him out when so many others wouldn't call him out so you make changes by, you know, calling people out. Molly Keenan didn't go talk to the president and say, hey, they down here sticking dogs on nigga. We need to do something. This country need to change. But if you sit back and say, huh, I just be glad when he die so the world could be a better place. It ain't going to be no better place. Because guess what? He raised another one of him. And, he, and that one going to raise another one of them. Yeah, you- I don't understand why white America don't feel black America pain. Because somewhere, somebody made sure you didn't feel all pain. Somebody said, my kids are not going to be exposed to nigga and black folks or black folks shit because I don't want my white baby to give a fuck. You mentioned, you said the word group, and that's the thing, like out group versus in group policing. Like you expect a Republican and a Democrat to go at each other. Like you expect Nancy Pelosi to say shit about Donald Trump. But it's more powerful when like James Mattis and Scaramucci and Omarosa, all these people who are in his group come out and say, no, this guy's really legitimately crazy. Like you listen to that voice. That, and so like if you're in a family, the person who goes, this isn't acceptable here. You can't talk like that. I'm going to challenge you on this. That's way more powerful. And, and like that's I think when when it's talked about like um, anti-racism, what, what, anti-racism, like that's what you know, Dion, like, that's what you've told me. Like, that's what we're talking about. Like, just don't allow that. Don't make, let them be comfortable. Don't just sit there with a smirk on your face disagreeing. Like, actually challenge that and say, why do you feel that's acceptable? I do. Yeah. I absolutely do. Did it two weeks ago. You have to. I mean, I mean, you you have to. That's the only way this world get better because those people make this world a a, a bad place. I, I do it differently because I, 
like, not saying you gotta yell and call, no, call like, whoever a nigga or slap him upside the head. You say, hey, the world have changed. Yeah, I, I just like I my approach towards these kind of conversations is always different than a lot of other people's. Like I try to like question them and challenge those beliefs and like try to get it. Like, why do you feel that this is okay? Like, why would you say that? Don't you understand this? Like, as opposed to just like the way you that like say that. You like just, the way that my sister does it, which is just yelling, "You're a fucking racist." That's yes, I agree with your sister. Yeah, I, because when you when you why when you've known this person say if you had a thanksgiving dinner you've known this person all your fucking life what's the purpose of tapping him on his hand it's time for somebody to say you done shit it in your drawers baby and it's time for you to stop <laughs> shitting in your drawers so you say you're fucking racist and you look him in the eye with your pretty blue eyes and you stand the fuck down yeah but you know what you get 20 years of uh, just don't bring that up around her no, again, as opposed to actually that, changing that, uh, the so so that's changing the environment. Who is uncomfortable in that situation? The racist or you? You? No, everybody. No, the racist isn't. He's not uncomfortable. Yeah, that's no, why he doesn't bring the subject up again. You bring the motherfucking subject. If you if you every time if, you if see you, that if you know this person is racist, why are you allowing them in your space? Sometimes you don't have an option. You always have an option because if, if, if that person, if, if if why would you hang out with somebody who's against everything you're you're, you're for? Well, you regardless of regardless of biology, why would you do that to yourself? How how can you call yourself an ally when you you, you break bread with the enemy? I just that doesn't make any sense to me. If I know somebody, but is, did is, you guys just not say? Did Miss Pat just not say? Don't go to Thanksgiving with your parents. There's a lot of people whose parents are really racist. And right you know now. why? And, and and you know why they're still racist? Because you don't fucking do anything about Cause it. Because you don't do us, shit about it. You, you hang out with them. You allow them to be on their bullshit. Okay, no, having this. a let conversation is let not doing it. nothing. Listen, listen. Doing like, nothing. No, no, no. Like no, no, no. Let me finish I'm talking. Right. Let, let me finish let me my point. Having a conversation is not doing nothing. Sitting there smiling, not avoiding avoiding confrontation is doing nothing. Screaming at them or saying I'm not coming you to Thanksgiving to just be is not productive. You. What I'm saying is, it's like when I broke the cycle in my family. I broke the cycle of welfare, uh, being uneducated. Well, I still dropped out. You know, uh, in an abusive relationship. I'm the only person in my family that really lives like this. Okay, mm-hmm. I, I said this is not how I wanted to live. I could have did what my sister did. So take out being poor and say all of these niggas are racist. So it was my choice to step outside that box. So it is, it, if you're dealing with a racist in your family, but I, I constantly tell my family, you can do better. You don't want to fucking do better. Now, if I just walked away and just said, I'm going to let them be racist, that's a different thing. I'm always, I just called my sister a week ago. I said, look, bitch, you really need to fucking vote. She was like, why should I do that? Bitch, because it's your right, and so many people died for you to have that fucking right. Can you please stop smoking crack for two days and fill out an absentee ballot? Because you're going to be absent anyway, bitch. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So you got to constantly, with, with me, I constantly tell my cousins them when I'm talking to them, you can do better if you want to do better. I call them out. Well, why are you in this bullshit? You 50-something years old, you still doing the same shit, drinking and whatever, whatever. It's the same thing with racism. You got to have, though, uh, white people get have a tendency of just getting comfortable. 
just too fucking comfortable. And you don't want to have those conversations. Like my neighbors, they don't want to have those conversations. I want you to know what it is to be black in America. It's not like being white in America. I'm not comfortable in this fucking country. And I make more money than a lot of people in my neighborhood do. But I'm not comfortable because I was born with something America think is a fucking disease, which is black skin. It's not the fucking same. So every chance I have, every time I have a chance of talking to a motherfucker who don't understand what it is to be black and brown in this country, I talk to him. My husband and Gariana don't have, like, let them be. No, I'm not going to let them be. But that's my point. And your, your approach with your neighbor is the right approach. You don't leave him alone. He's not comfortable. You're really not comfortable, but you're having a conversation, and I guarantee you've made that guy think about things he's never thought before. Well, well, when you have a when you had a racist Thanksgiving and you got that racist uncle, every time you encounter that motherfucker, you should continue to throw knowledge at the world. Have changed people. The world don't need people like you. I'm quite sure if you had a a conversation with a racist in your family, if you got a racist in your family, and if you keep having these uncomfortable conversations, that person would start to fucking think. That person don't think because all you say, well, hey, that person going to be whoever to be. That's not how you make change in this country. What is So I want to understand your approach, Chris. Uh, I love when we we do episodes like (laughs) this. We disagreed about the approach, so I I, want to hear you out on um, how you handle. And we do love each other. I think the the difference in you're a racist and you're saying something very racist, why do you think that? The, The difference in that can you you can change a mind one way and you can push a person back in the other way. If I had walked into this podcast two years ago with the brainwashing that I basically had had, and I had felt that you guys were attacking my identity, calling me a racist, I would have I would have just quit, and it was uncomfortable. But you guys said, "Why do you think that way?" You specifically said, "Why do you think that way?" Don't you realize this? See this point. I you're educated on all these different points and you made me think about things that I hadn't thought about before. But that only happened because I felt respected by you. But if I walked in here and you just started yelling, you're a racist motherfucker, I'm not coming back. You know? And that's the difference between like your neighbor specifically, like between Gary on it, where she'll just say, you're a racist, I'm not fucking with you. And your approach, where which is really rooted in love and that I'm going to change this person's mind or I'm going to at least try because this person deserves to think about what they're saying. That's that's what I'm saying. Like, I think if you approach Thanksgiving with, I'm not showing up because they're a fucking racist, you've lost an opportunity. Yes. Sitting there silently, you've lost an opportunity. Saying, you're a racist motherfucking piece of shit, you've lost an opportunity. But if you step back and approach it the way that you guys approached it with me... And go, that's pretty racist. You understand, like, when you say, like, the NFL, for instance, because that's, that's what you'll be there Thanksgiving Day. Mm-hmm. Black athletes will do something around Black Lives Matter, and your uncle or your dad. Or, hey, what you say is black people going to kneel. That's what I'm saying. Black that, people going to kneel. It's the blackness that they're going to be offended by. They're going to say something because they feel comfortable saying it because they've said it forever and you just sat there or you now think differently than you did a year ago 
And you have a choice in that moment. So let me ask you this. So if you was in that situation where you sitting there Thanksgiving and NFL came on and black folks going to kneel and and some somebody in your family said something about the black athletes, are you going to speak up and say, hey, you're racist? No, not that racist. You're racist. Don't say that. You got to say you're racist. Do you realize the world has changed? Do you realize what we're going through? Do you realize black people has been yelling for the same thing since the start of time? Do you realize how fucked up this country is? It takes a lot of guts when you're dealing with a relative. It's what it takes is courage. That's exactly what it is. It's courage. Well, then that's what you, well, that's what everybody need to get this Thanksgiving. I think you call your side out on the bullshit, whether they black or you white or whatever the fuck. Because if you come to my house talking about Chris, who's like family to me, I whoop your motherfucking ass. I throw you out this week. I appreciate it because one of the girls said something and it was racist. And it was like one of the kids, one of the crack babies, we were all hanging out and I was having a conversation. And one of the other girls came in, you're white, you're white, you're white, like putting me down basically for being, for my skin color up here. And you go, you're not, yeah, you go, you're not going to talk to my friend that way. Like what crack baby, the oldest, my kids ain't no crack baby nigga. No, 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 no. Oldest crack baby. (laughs) Yeah. You talking about my kids? One of the girls. Said, one of my kids. Yeah, we're hanging I'm out in the kitchen. No, oh, not not Gary Ashley. No, Gary Anna does it, No, you say crack baby. I'm thinking you talking about the fans. You talking no, no, about no. one of the kids? They yeah. ain't no crack baby. No, we were hanging out. You and I were talking in the kitchen, and uh-huh. the the four crack babies were all kind of coming in, and they were making. fun They're of not me. crack babies, Chris. They're my kids. <sighs> Is it just, me? No. Okay, just, keep going. Just keep okay. going. Okay. And so one of them just kept like really just hammering the white thing, and I started to think like. I would never like talk to, I would never come in and be like, oh, there you are being black again. And I, I was just kind of like, all right, that sucks. And then you go, hey, you're not going to talk to my friend like that. Like that is, you don't, you're being racist. And she goes, how am I being racist? Like you go, you're being racist. Like, do you realize that you're, you're putting him down for the color of his skin? Would you like if he did that to you? Oh, I remember that. And she goes, no. She goes, then you go, that's called racism. She goes, she got embarrassed, and so she didn't, like, straight up apologize, but you could tell, like, she started thinking, and the other three kids noticed that, too. That was her. (laughs) Speak of the devil. Uh, And so, like, that was a moment where, like, I felt appreciated because you you were calling it out, and everybody else in the room noticed that, like, that's not acceptable, and even if other people in the house make that joke, you're not going to do that, especially to somebody, because you can love a person of a different skin I, color. I don't make jokes like that. A lot of that shit would come because, and, and this is the problem I have with with black history, teaching black kids black history, which we should we should teach our kids black history. But some of it is just too strong. And you put all of this shit in these young kids' head and they don't know how to they don't really know how to dissect it all. And and it scares me sometimes because you want them teaching their history. You want them tell them how, you know, they sick dogs on our people and that we were slaves and all that. But me I don't want my kids to hate. I don't want my kids to look and say, oh, my God, we were slaving. You fucking did it, Chris. Even when you is even when I just know with kids, you can't pile all that shit on them because I'm 48 years old, y'all. And I remember watching Roots. 
and watching that. They should you shouldn't let kids watch shit like that. You remember Roots? Yeah, it didn't make me hate white people. It scared the shit out of me. It literally scared the shit out of me. And but but we was raised in a different household. And I also had a mama who was always saying, White people is the fucking devil. White people so you see this white man and when Roots came on, black folks watch Roots. What was that shit? A week long? Yeah, it was a it was like nine seven part miniseries. Seven, it was like nine or fifteen hours a day. And we sat down and we watched it and all you watched was these white people whipping and they raping. And you was, and then you had your my had my black mama in my ear saying white people is the devil. And I was so fucking scared of white people. Between roots and what Mildred had told me about them. But then I grew up and I realized that we're fucking all the same. What? But did she build some hate there for you? Yeah, she built some hate. Yeah, I guess, let me, and I'll ask you this, Dion, because like the difference that the way that I saw race and being checked on race the way that Miss Pat did it was it was firm, but it was like, hey, stop you can't do this like it made her think and the way that race was always talked about in my house the way that you know family members would check racist family members was yelling and i've just never seen that work you know i've never seen that like that aggress like i guess if it gets to a point where it's like a heated argument then you just sort of lost and there's no point in continuing the conversation it's more like just like move on where it's like when she checked one of the kids it wasn't anger it wasn't out of a place of anger but it was tough it was firm you know and you tell me but like that's what i'm trying to say is that like just the angry yelling doesn't really it's not whoever whoever you deal with in your family that you feel like is racist chris you don't have to yell just educate when i talk to when i talk to my dentist who i think is a little racist but i like him um, he don't think he's racist. He's he do, to me sometimes he say some racist shit, and I'm not yelling. I try to educate because usually before I go up there to him, I got a list of things I want to talk about anyway. All he talk about is socialism, and do you want this to be a socialism? Because I said, what do socialism mean? He just looked at me. I said, you don't even know what the fuck it mean. But all y'all be hollering socialism. What's wrong with helping the next person? Isn't that what the Bible say that y'all read? That should love their neighbors. Ain't that what the Bible say? Mm-hmm. But don't get me started on that. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. But I mean, when you sit here and you just let these people go and say, "Well, I'm gonna let that person be," no, call them out in a nice way. If 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 you think that person will listen to you talking calm and say, "Hey, you're racist. That's racist. Time has changed, and there's no place on this earth for people like the way you think anymore." One hundred percent of the time, you are asked why, and you better have a good answer for it too. And that's why I think like the, the courage is backed by preparation and knowledge. That's a, and you read that's what I was. Gonna, if you ever call out a racist, I'm quite sure you're ready to throw some knowledge shit on them. All the oh, books you are read. You, are you checking them? Or are you educating them? Because there's a difference. Now, if, if your goal is to educate them, then there's a way of going about it. If you're there to just check them, and that's all you need to do, it's like, yo, check your... I'm not trying to change your motherfucking mind. If you want to be racist, fine. I'm not trying to change your mind, but you're not going to do that here, and you're not going to associate with me and my people. Nah. They have to be willing to want to be educated. If they are willing to have that conversation, then have it. If if they have demonstrated to you that they're not willing to have that conversation, then fuck them. They're grown. You know, we, we, I, it's different when you're talking about kids. 
because they have a whole life of learning ahead of them. Yeah. That grown motherfucker has already made his choices. Fuck them. Like, I'm, I'm why? I'm not finna sit here and try to change no 50 year old white man's mind. Fuck him. I mean, but you, but let me ask you this: Would you sit there and have a conversation? If about he wanted race? to talk about it, absolutely. But I'm not finna. He's not finna come into my space with his racist bullshit and then get checked on it and then have an attitude with me. That's not finna happen. You're not finna come over to my house and to my area with your bullshit and I, I stand firm on, yo, that's not cool here. And then you want to debate me about why it's not cool. Fuck out of here. I'm not doing that. You are old enough. You are grown enough to go and do the research yourself. I'm not, I'm not trying to change your life. That's on you. Now, if, if you need help and you need clues and you actually want to talk, then fine, we'll have a conversation. But don't be on no bullshit talking about, well, you're wrong because it's been this way for years and years and years and I don't want to change. Fuck out of here. I don't have time for that. You don't have time for that. That's just going to be everybody's I got time in the world to have a conversation with a racist. I don't give a fuck. I like talking. Hey. You know I mean, we should talk. What, whatever happened with your neighbor? Because you mentioned him again and I was like, oh, they're talking again? I wondered, you know, has that... Where is that gone? Because you've met, we talked about it in the podcast. You know what? Like I don't even know if my, I don't even know if that's what you call racist. I think that's, I call him closed minded. What's so weird is that he's got a beautiful Mexican wife. So I said, how you going to fuck the minority, but you don't like the minority? <laughs> <laughs> you got three beautiful kids by, but um, we, you know, I'm an open-minded person. He was over here today. I don't, I don't have a problem with him. I just I call him closed minded because he don't get it. You know, when I hear people say, well, liberals don't work. I'm like, nigga, my husband go to General Motors every day. I work. I don't know where they get this concept that we don't work, that we, you know, people down there looting. I said those are all types of people down there looting. But why are they what started the looting? They'll never want to talk about what started the looting. Uh, it's usually because the police don't kill somebody of some color. I said no business got burned down when the cops was acting right. <laughs> right. It, it only seems to happen when people don't act right. And look, this country has a history of bullshit. Racism. Now, you got Trump coming out with an executive order on teaching pro-American fucking indoctrination to children right. in schools. Not mine. He's not. He, they don't want to tell you the truth about what happened in this country because it makes people feel bad. They, they don't bad. take into account that there's 13% of the population always feels bad so because when we bring up what's happening, we are met with, that's not true because I don't have any experience in that. Right. People deny other people's reality because they haven't experienced it themselves. And then when you, when you talk to them about it, they get an attitude with you like you're an asshole. So, Dion, explain, explain to the audience the thing with the whole Trump thing, because I just saw that today, too. So, basically, the 1619 Project is actually trying to teach the real history and how brutal racism and, and slavery and all that other shit that happened in this country. And Trump is like, I don't, why are we teaching people that? That's not what America stands for. People need to understand. Is this something new? No, no, it's, it's it's a whitewashing. No, what Trump is doing is he's releasing a bunch of executive orders right now to try and gin up to make it look like he's doing something. He's turning in his homework last minute so it looks like he gets credit. So right before the election, so like he's banning TikTok by executive order. He's going to roll out by executive order a healthcare plan, which was hilarious. He's doing this. Like it's just a bunch of it's like him trying to look like he's tough on basically 
the left and anything the left holds dear. And obviously, if you believe that racism exists, you're brainwashed by liberals. You know, you're brainwashed by the media, which is just a frustrating thing. Like, and you've nailed it. Like, this year has shown me more than any other year that if people don't see it happening, if they don't experience it, if, it, if it's not in their world, they don't give a fuck about it. And if it threatens their world, they'll do anything to make sure that you don't and that's why make them uncomfortable. I don't understand why your white ass is voting third party. Mm, because I know <laughs> Joe, shut the fuck up. I, know, I, don't hear I know Joe Biden I, and Kamala I Harris's don't give record. A fuck, I don't give a fuck. We got to stop the clown. You can't fix a problem if you deny it exists. And it, yep. and and the reason this if I was if I was a libertarian and I saw that that motherfucker was in the office, I would leave my team because I know my team ain't got a chance and join your team so we can re, re uh, reunite to get rid of this evil motherfucker. That's what I would do. Cause if I love my country so much, like I was listening to a thing, uh, 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 I, I posted it, and this guy was like, "If if if the brown, if Mexican and black people would get together in Texas, they could run motherfucking Texas." That's what I would do to get rid of the evil motherfucker. Hell yeah, I leave my post. I'm gonna leave my post and join you, so we can make the world, so we can make shit a little bit better. And I know Joe Biden. See, that's 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 a a liberal concept of everybody. I want everybody to do good. I love. I try to love. That's not how this system works. I I keep trying to tell y'all that. Like, America doesn't give a fuck about everybody. America says, "What can you do for me? And is it going to cost me money? Because if it is, I don't want to." But that's how I'm built. If I see you losing and I'm winning, I'm going to go pull you up so we can both float together. That's why. That's, with what's your suppo- strong, that's what's supposed to happen. But with your strong belief, and I beg you all the time, even in text message, you don't have a chance of winning. So why not come join my party so we can be a strong front unite to get this clown out? I don't if, understand why I should believe anything Joe Biden or Kamala It's not Harris even says. about, it's, it's just better. It's better than what we already got. It ain't, it ain't even about, they ain't better. It's just better than what we right. got. And it's I don't, be- I don't believe in perpetuating that system. Well, I'd rather be registered as a protest vote against these two options. Yep, and it doesn't count. It doesn't help America because if Trump get back in, you'll be still reading and tweeting, talking the same bullshit. That's why this country is so fucked I, up. I live in Indiana. What's the chances of Indiana being? It's not a swing I keep state. Trying to tell her that she don't. Uh, she let me tell you, my, my vote. You have my to take vote into is into account that the actual numbers. Obama turned it. My electoral, yeah, because he was a good candidate. Yeah, Joe Biden and Kamala Harris right, suck. Right now, yeah. right now, we'll in a we'll in a bind where in, well, Pinocchio is a good candidate. <laughs> I'm being I'm being for real. You know, let me say this to you. I understand. Let me what say you're this to you. If to Trump say. was not if Trump was not the Republican Party, let's say if it was Bush and it was Joe Biden, and I'm a big ass Democrat, I probably would go vote for Bush. Did you? I never voted for Bush. I, I, I like Bush. I really did right. like Bush. I almost voted for him his second term. But when you got somebody with the division that this man has put in this world, with the stuff that he said about black and brown people, with the bullshit that he spirit, I don't give a fuck what party I am. I got to join the party that's big enough to get this motherfucker yeah, out Yeah, but of Joe office. Biden's the guy that is a, 
a major contributor. He was the in-group guy on the left saying, you guys need to vote for these two crime bills, for the drug war. So let me say this He to is you. the root yeah, of the I system. I like when white people bring that up. Ain't none of y'all never been shit when it came down to us. All y'all made laws to keep us from riding. So what the fuck are y'all talking about when yeah. y'all want to say, stop, when y'all want to say, Joe Biden, he's just an average white motherfucker. All of y'all did that. Who made them laws? From the time a nigga got bit from the motherfucking every law that ever been made against black America has been made by white people. So why do y'all want to street? He locked up niggas. He ain't the first one. He ain't going to be the last one. Y'all been doing this shit since you brought us here. So, so what are you so talking why, so about? Don't hold him accountable because no, he's just No, what you mean hold him accountable? He was already vice president. If it wasn't Trump, I wouldn't be voting. If it was not Donald Trump, I would not be voting. I'd be like, go on, go on with that. If it was somebody else. But this piece of shit with the division, the bullshit that he spurred, the ugliness, the fucking, it's fearful I am to walk outside. I can't even walk on the track from thinking somebody going to kill me. I ain't never been this uncomfortable in this country dealing with this motherfucking fool. I hate to break it to you, Pat, but it ain't never going back. It, you're not you're not getting your country back you're not it was well you, they let like i said once you open that box you can't put it back in he has opened that box it's going to be a generation it, it, it's a generation it, before we go back there's there is not the new normal is this right now because everybody's got cell phones these these feelings that people are having are not going away they've been amplified they've been put into the mainstream now it's a mainstream issue that we have to say black lives matter and then people immediately say all lives matter and blue lives matter. That's not going away. And the reason why people feel that way is because they don't have experience. You don't have experience with a black life. So you don't know why they, you, they, that they are saying it matters. It's take the politics out of it. When a black person says to you, my life matters and your response to that is all life matters. Then why is that black life not included in that? Why is a why is it a black person is telling you that their life matters? Why aren't black people screaming all lives matter? That's the question you need to ask yourself when you scream to somebody all lives matter. How come black people do not feel included in all lives matter? If you can answer that question, then you'll understand why the why they're saying black lives matter, because when it comes to all lives, nobody seems to give a shit about the black ones. <laughs> no one seems to give a fuck. And, and black people are tired of watching themselves killed on the nightly news by people who shouldn't be killing them. Nobody should kill anybody, but it damn sure shouldn't be somebody funded by taxpayers. And they should be held accountable when that happens, regardless of what their fucking criminal history is. Unless you have visual evidence of them in the act of murdering someone else, because that's really the only reason you should be getting the death penalty is if you kill somebody yourself. So if if a cop... If a cop thinks you wrote a bad check, should they shoot you in the back seven times? If you tell a cop that you have a gun permit and you reach in your bag to get it out, should a cop shoot you in the face with your kids in the back seat? No. That's that's the issue. Take all the George Soros bullshit and the propaganda bullshit out of it. Ask yourself that question. Should this happen to anybody for whatever egregious crime you think they committed. If the answer to that is yes, then there is no conversation to be had. If you believe that somebody should be shot because they had a fake $20 bill, I cannot talk to you. I can't change your mind. Yeah. 
you have already decided that that is in and of itself a death penalty. And that's where the conversation should need to start. Not whether their life mattered, but why you think it's okay to kill them for 20 fucking dollars. I said that earlier. So all this other, Joe Biden, Donald Trump, all the, take the fucking politics out of it because all of that shit's really about finance anyway. Mm -hmm. It's a financial gain to keep the system that we have. The system that we have is predicated on race. There's a reason why 96% of all lawmakers have been white men. There's a reason that happens. There's a reason why so a corporation can be labeled as an individual and they can they can get lobbyists to write laws to help them make more money. There's a reason for that. So if you're on the fence or you're not sure or you hear people talk about, well, why is this happening? You need to go to the root of why that's happening. Why is it beneficial for the system to operate the way that it's been operating? Because it doesn't cost an old white man anything when a black person is killed. Cops, cops are you know, having cops, so many my old white people yeah but cops without the cops those old white people are people with bad opinions they need the cops to enforce the law the laws are the problem and so what happens is who funds the police who 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 backs what what politicians are backed by police unions both parties really. exactly yeah. and so you what happens is when you when you're a candidate i'm tough on crime is it is as a fake dollar is a fake $20 bill a crime worth death? No, it's not. But it's a crime and you got to be tough on crime. And so there's no dissection between what actual law and order is. Mm -hmm. It's just, oh, I'm for pro police. Regardless of how stupid the policing system is, we don't, no one breaks that down. No one says, hey, uh, yes, I want police, but I want police to do their job. I don't want police to kill people when they shouldn't be killing people. It's just, oh, either you're pro police or you're not, and you're against the police, and you don't think we should have police. And it's like, where's the nuance? Yeah. Because as a black person in this country, you, you deal with nuance every day you walk out your house. You have to deal with the nuance of white comfort and why you don't belong there. You have to you have to earn your place. And when you're trying to earn your place, they're still telling you no matter what you do, you're still going to be a nigga. You're still going to be a nigga. I'm still going to see you that way. Why? Because the system is designed for me to see you that way. And it isn't until you actually look at the reason why there's a barrier, why there's an income inequality until you actually look at those reasons that this shit happens that you realize, oh, fuck, this country is not what it says it is. There's a reason why they sent all those people off to Vietnam to die, knowing they were going to lose. There's a reason why they did that. Part of that problem is that people who don't experience what the other side is going through look at the other side and say, oh, they're just a bunch of whining bitch ass crybabies. They don't sit down and have a conversation and be like, oh, I'm doing that to you. That's not in my heart. I believe that Christ is Lord and that we should love our neighbors. But here at my home, we don't we don't act like that. But then you allow all your friends and your your peers you to out, act that you way. outsource the immorality. Yeah, and that's why I would ne- I'm not voting for Joe Biden, and I have no disagreement that Joe Biden sleeping in the White House is going to be less than divisive than Donald Trump. But at the end of the day, it's exactly what Dion just said. Like I'm not going to vote for somebody who continues to allow the tools that are used to perpetuate the system he's talking about. You're, you're advocating for more laws, do more, enforce more, more interactions with the police, like more, more, more. At the end of the day, I'm not comfortable outsourcing 
that to other people to use that force against other people. I'm not going to vote for people who are going to to hurt well, other I'm, people in my name. I just well, we we're gonna always be hurt because we're black. Yeah, we're gonna always be, we're gonna you you you're never gonna know what it feel like to be black. And I just I mean I'm just I don't know a lot about politics, but I would say this: if I was a libertarian and Donald Trump was in the office, I would vote for the less evil. And right now, to me, Joe Biden is the less evil. Ain't none of them. Ain't no white man that ever been president that I've, I don't, I'm only 49, 48, that I ever thought they gave a fuck about black America. No politician, none of them, unless they was black. They, they everybody just, that's upset me when everybody want to say, well, he made laws for black people to go to jail. Everybody before him made laws to hurt us. And they're going to continue to make laws to hurt us. But this bullshit I'm living in now, I feel like I'm living through the shit my mama them lived through. When you when you riding down the street in your white neighborhood and you don't even want to look over at a white person in the car because you too scared that they might just fucking shoot you. That's how it feels to be black in America, Chris. You know how bad I won't let Junebug go nowhere. When it's, it's, you know it's bad when I'm a convicted felon and I want everybody in my house to have a gun. When I'm giving my son hundreds of dollars to show him how to stand right to shoot a motherfucker before they shoot them. And Dion might be right. We might not never get all America back where you can speak and, and you know, where, where people wasn't so upfront with their racism. We, we might not. I think the goal is not, I don't think the goal is to change. I just need people to recognize. Just yeah. rec. If, if you want to be racist, fine. Just rec. Don't call me a liar when I tell you what you're doing. When I show you who you are, don't tell me I'm the fucking fool. That's you. This is what you are doing or what you are not doing by proxy. That's all. I just say anybody. Because I know Trump. that you can't change someone's heart who doesn't want to change. I know that for a fact. I've witnessed it. I've, I've experienced that. You can't change somebody who don't want to change. But you can call them out on the lies that they tell themselves. And a lot you are of- fucking lying to yourself if you think that racism doesn't exist and that it's not a problem. You, you are lying to yourself. Do you think racism doesn't exist, Chris? Of course it exists. Yeah, yeah. it does. No, I mean... So, it is fearful. I'm looking dead into the camera. It is fearful to be a black person in this country. You know, when Junebug, when my youngest son, even Nikhil, I tell you know what's crazy, and and it's bad when you got to tell your black son keep your uniform on, because you would think that they they pull up and they see him in this police looking uniform, like oh, okay, you know, I feel safe when I see my son in that uniform. But my youngest son, who got a little twist in his hair, who drive his car, and I'm texting him all the time, and I'm scared all the time, and that's no way to live. It's no way to live. I, I've told, I've said that so many times on this podcast. I'd rather fight breast cancer than to fight the fear that I have every night that somebody's, some white person is going to shoot Junebug, or some racist officer is going to pull him over and put a dog on him or kill him and then I don't need your tw- I don't need your shitty ass millions of dollars I just want you to leave my fucking child alone and that's why I'm you know the, the shit that I mean I don't know if we was headed this way I don't know if when Obama was in office shit steamed up and people was like really crazy because they didn't want a black president I'm quite sure it was if you was a true racist like you always been but to see this shit 
looked like 1950 to me. Yeah, so I was talking to an older white male family member, and they were like, oh, it's just out of control. And I, I'm curious on your, your guys' opinion on this, because I'd never heard this person say anything like this. I was in the grocery store, and I could just, I saw this black guy staring at me. And it's just so awful what's happened because now all of a sudden I feel uncomfortable and I don't and I feel afraid of like this person basically staring at me. And I went, yeah, but you're just experiencing that for the first time. You realize that, right? They go, what do you mean? And then I explained kind of what you just said. I hadn't thought about th- about it that way, but like I thought that that was an instructive thing where this person who is going to vote for the system that is going to continue to perpetuate the thing that makes you afraid for Junebug. And I go, like, you realize every he's probably staring at you because he's afraid of you? You know? And it had never occurred to this person. I was just like, we're at a really, like, awful point where everybody's afraid of each other. And, like, I, I don't know I don't know what to do with it. I'm, you guys, I'm not afraid. And you... That's part of the problem is fear. Well, Dion, it's hard you, for you, you should, get killed when you play your game all day. Well, here's the thing, though. Regardless of where I go in this country, I go on the road with you a lot. I, I, I don't fear people I don't know. And that's part of the problem is everybody's afraid of people they don't fucking know. That will kill you in and of itself. That fear of the unknown will kill you because it'll drive your mind to places that you ain't got well, no, no business my, being. My fear, my biggest fear is for my black son. I, well, you would never have that fear. That's, an, understand, that's an understandable so, fear for you, know, you to have. I, when, but at the same time, you live, you live a a life of comfort that you should not have that fear. Nigga, Trayvon Martin was killed in a white neighborhood. I Again, what happened to him, he wasn't afraid of George Zimmerman. He was going home. He was targeted. There's a huge difference between being a target. And that's what I don't want Junebug to become. That's what I don't want Nakia to become and Raymond to become. You just don't know. You can't say, you can't speak for the racist individual. Right. You know, it's almost like they hunting us. I almost feel like they hunting us because they killing us so frequently. I cannot remember in my life the way black people is getting killed. Not even when we was killing ourselves. I can't. <clears throat> I just don't remember this type of killing from white people. The police, they're literally sticking dogs on us. They're killing us. I mean, you might have a, you know, the shit that goes on in Chicago is a different fucking thing. But I mean, when you pay taxpayer, when you pay a person's salary, you don't expect for them to be killing somebody every other weekend. And and then you they don't go to jail, but you get a lawsuit. So since George Floyd died, there are 288 people have been killed by police. There's probably more because that was like a week ago that I read that. So, again. Is that more or is it just because we're more aware? I don't know. I, c- yeah. I couldn't tell you because everybody has a phone now and we're all seeing what, what's been here. Because that's what I was, as she was playing the, the man being attacked by the dog, I'm like, God, is this just always, like, is it get feels like every other day there's another video, which it didn't feel that way two years ago. But I don't know if it's just more frequent because the tensions are higher or like what? But It's probably a combination of both. The fact that it's always been here and now we're seeing it more and now we're trying to deal with it. Yeah. You know, you got like we have a a cop friend who almost got killed because he was afraid to be one of the police officers to kill another black person, Mm. even though that person was shooting at him. Now, I don't want any police to live that way. Yeah. 
I don't want you to and not I, be able I, to I, execute. I, you your, know what was crazy? Because I was calling him that day. And he answered the phone. And he was like, I was just in a shootout. And I was like, then I turned on the news. It was here in Indy. And, it was, and I was like, why the fuck you didn't kill that motherfucker? He's like, he's like, he's like, he said, to be honest with you, it was some kids out there. And I didn't want to shoot no fucking body kid. And I don't want to be a white man to kill a I said, you should have shot that motherfucker. But he said, I was more concerned of the kids that was out there that day. But you got some that just shoot you right in front of your kids. Yeah, like the story out of Chicago is that the 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 gangs there have all like have put a bounty on cops and like shots at cops have gone up like 900% this year. Like I read that and my heart sank for the cops. Like I started to feel th- empathy for police officers and their families like just that that now how's that going to Why why would they feel the need to put a bounty on police? No, I get what you're saying. Yeah, I understand. And so it's like you create a new problem by not right. dealing with the old one. Right. And it's like, so you don't have, you can blame them if you want to, but they, w- they weren't doing that before. Yeah. Why weren't they doing it before? Why, why haven't there been bounties on police for hundreds of years? There's a reason why shit happens. Because people of color is tired. And you know, when I heard that, I was like, man, you know, you, you, I want police officers to go home to their kids. I wanted, to, I wanted my heart to sink. But as a black person in this country, I didn't know how to feel. The, the best the, way for you to go home safe is to do your job the correct way. No and, one and t- no one kills no one is dumb enough to kill a cop and think they're going to get away with it. Well, what about the two cops that were just killed in LA? Now, now I heard that they was in some type of gang or something. That was a hit out on them? That's probably, the, I've read that that's kind of that Chicago examples happening all over the places, you know, and then there Did were, you hear about they was in a gang or something, something like that? I, I yes, I think it I- It was a hit out on them or some shit? I, it, like, Did they die? To, uh, no, they lived, and then the two women that they had in the back of the car, I think, lived as well. But they're, they, they shot the two long, women in the back of the car? Yeah, and they have a long road to recovery, and then there were protesters outside of their uh, hospital. It wasn't many, it wasn't many. Yeah, but- like even a dozen people chanting i hope you die is like ugly but well that's like when people when when white folks chanted they hope george floyd died they didn't give a and fuck. it's ugly and yes. it should be should be ch- like the coalitional instinct is these people are with me and i should just stay silent or speak up on their behalf like when bad shit happens we should say it like dion's right like gang members putting bounties on cops is horrible and ugly and shouldn't happen and the way to fix it is to examine the steps of how we got there and change that link. Like, not to encourage another step that makes it even worse that's going to make it even more violent. Do, do you think Trump woke this shit up? Because we wasn't like no. this eight years ago. No, we were. You just didn't see it. I mean, traveling in libertarian circles, going to tea parties, like... He would go to the tea party. I've but helped not found. For tea. I helped found the Indiana Tea Party. I, I went to all that shit, and what you saw. You helped founded the Indiana Tea Party. I did. You was a racist. I was not a racist. See, that's where. That's if you. Well, call, you wasn't there for Lipton Tea, nigga. If you call anybody in the Tea Party a racist, you like. That's offensive. Wasn't the Tea Party racist? No, <laughs> there were racists in the Tea Party. That's like saying all Black Lives Matter is Marxist. If you're Wait, in the you tea, if, you're, if you're in the tea party and you hear the racist shit and you don't be like yo shut the fuck up get out of here yeah the tea party doesn't exist anymore this was ten years ago that's what, what I'm saying what you I'm saying. started the tea party and you ate my ribs you never made me ribs what you eat over here yeah. oxtail you ate my oxtails 
you have he a produces your podcast. You have a completely different conception of what the tea party is than the reality of where the rooms that I was in. Apparently, flat out. I do have a heart for racists. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, go fuck yourself. I mean, there really no. There's no other thing for me to say than you're being rude as fuck right now, and you can go fuck yourself. <laughs> I let a tea party in my house. Now she's just trying to annoy me, isn't she? <laughs> yeah. All right. No, the, there is, but I will tell you, 10 years ago, there were definitely racists so there. So what was your tea party name? Good D. Willie. It wasn't that kind of tea party. Oh. I didn't wear a big, big hat. No, the point is, is that those groups, in those groups, the reason I stopped going. You was in the tea party? <laughs> after about a year. Such a dumbass. It was like talk. all of a sudden, all these dudes who are flying <laughs> the black and blue flags started showing up and you went, I'm not going to be part of a militia. Again, like Oath so- Keepers. Oath Keepers is a great example of one of those groups where you're like, yeah, cops for the Constitution. Cool. And then all of a sudden now they're like, we need to turn the U.S. military on the blacks. And you're like, how did you get from there to here? Like it, it, would, you, it didn't take long. But you saw in in 2010 and 2011, you started to see the seeds of what we see now. Like I'm surprised by none of this because in those tea parties, in that no, because you knew it was coming, but you didn't tell me. That's what I'm saying. So again, <laughs> you have groups that court that type of behavior. Absolutely. And, and Let and me ask you something. That's did the southern. That's the southern. What strategy. type of sweetener did you use with your tea party? <laughs> that's <laughs> the southern strategies where Sweet Nixon and low Nixon Splendor? made the cut. Con- <laughs> Nixon made oh, the, sugar. Shut up. Would you go to sleep? <laughs> so Nixon made the conscious choice of oh, don't encourage him. <laughs> oh cheap tea ass motherfucker. <laughs> Nixon made the conscious choice. Fuck to, Nixon. What type of tea was you nickels? <laughs> Stand up for yourself. I'm Chris. genuinely annoyed right Stand now. Stand up for yourself, Chris. You don't keep doing it till you did check. Did you it. know he was in the tea party? I did. Yeah. What? Yeah, 2009. Nigga, you was in the tea party? Absolutely. We weren't even Black Panthers in 2009. There were Black Panthers. We wasn't. Are you Black Panther now? Wakanda forever. <laughs> I'm more like a fucking... Uh, I'm, black I'm more cat. like a black... Um, uh, what that old ass dog name I had? Pop up. A German, German shepherd. shepherd. You're a black German shepherd. What? I didn't know I was hanging out with a tea partier, the creator of the cre- the tea potter. Founder of it all. Founder. I have a founder of the tea party friend. Okay, go on. Nixon, you were saying? I was in a room with 15 other tea people. Tea party? <laughs> <laughs> You're such a... Finish your point about Nixon. Though. Yeah, yeah, so what people need to understand, as, as the parties broke down, because in 1960, for instance, Republican and Democrat didn't mean shit. Right. Like it was. So as that broke down, all those Southern segregationists, the the Democrats under Johnson, starting with Kennedy and then Johnson said, we're not interested in you anymore. Thanks for your thanks for joining the party. And so they all. So Nixon said, I'm going to court all these people for the vote in 68. And then through the Republican Party, through Nixon and Reagan and Ford and some of these other people, they courted that vote. And Ken Melman, who was the RNC chairman in 2005, actually came out and publicly apologized for this. Said, we don't, we're not, you know, we're sorry. This was, he went to the NAACP and apologized for it. And then Trump comes along and says, fuck that. Because he's, Pat Buchanan's the one who came up with the, the Southern strategy. He worked for Nixon. And Donald Trump 
is a big Buchanan fan. And Buchanan's the one in 92 who started the culture war on the right. We need to fight for uh, anti- anti-abortion. We need, like Bob Dole, who ran in 96, was the nominee, was not pro-life. Like Bob Dole was like, if you want me to be pro-life in this, I'll be pro-life. But he didn't give a shit about abortion. You know, and so Donald Trump is the last gasp of that courting of that wing. And once he dies, there's going to be people like Tom Cotton who try to take advantage of it. But I think in the Republican world, like there is a a pretty healthy portion of the people that like got called the establishment by the Tea Party who are just like, fuck this. We like the Southern strategy is back. And this is like I've heard people who worked on presidential campaigns on these podcasts go, I knew what I was doing. I knew I was like stoking racial tension and I knew that it wasn't great, but it wasn't that bad. Like in terms of what we have now, but now I'm, I'm like, like one just wrote a book and he's like, I'm sorry for it all. Like I'm personally it's, responsible. It's for too all late this. for that. Though. Yeah. See, and that, and that's my point is if you're one of those people who are trying to get your means to an end without giving the fuck about the guy standing next to you, you're yeah. part, that's the reason why the shit is the way it is. And if, if, if you can make a dollar off blood, and don't think you can make a dollar without blood, then you're part of the problem. If you want to be a conservative, fine, be a conservative. But do you have to be that type of conservative? The winking and nodding by the Republican Party at these people forever has bit them in the ass. That's what they all, they, they all talk about it. They all go, all of a sudden, we're the party of QAnon. Well, you, you got to own it. You you courted the conspiracy theorists. You courted the racists. You courted all these people. Because it was beneficial in your time. Right. But... It, I just I know just gotta find more people that don't look like you to love I guess I have to love my tea party creator (laughs) I had no clue you was part of the tea party see how I feel to come out I've said this forever he he, he said it on the podcast before yeah I thought you was drinking it was about limited government it was about lower taxes it was about and then all of a sudden it became about we need a Christian state and we need to force everybody to live the way we want to live. And I went, all right, bye-bye. See you later. But it's too late then. Yep. You quit? Oh, yeah. You didn't call the police on them and tell them that they were trying to make you live like them? No, that's not how it works. You, you, don't, you don't ever... That's the way politics works. I don't put a gun in your face and demand you live that way. I outsource it to the government. I'm thinking about kidnapping you to make you vote for Joe Biden. Well, you just put it on record, so <laughs> nobody's gonna go look. We gotta have to take one vote away from Joe Biden at the end of this. <laughs> that was a vote under duress, which is uh, not valid votes. There's gonna be a lot of votes thrown out, so <laughs> it's gonna be a long, long election season. I hope they both die right before November second. It'd be really. How, great. What do you think about the mail-in ballot? I'm thinking I'm a mail-in this this time. All right, so here's the key. So I've been a part of recounts. It's a team of lawyers on each side standing over a ballot comparing your signature on your voter registration to the signature on your ballot. And if you don't cross a T, then the other side's going to go the, – the, if you're a, it's a, a vote for Biden, they're going to go, 
The Republicans will go, they didn't cross their T, they didn't intend to vote for Joe Biden, throw it out. It's it's fraud, throw it out. So you need to call your clerk, go check out how you signed your voter registration card if you're in one of these swing states, especially Florida, in one of the contentious counties. See how you signed your name and make sure you sign it as close to that as possible. That's how they determine if it's fraud or not. Because it's pretty obvious if you like send in a mail-in ballot and the signatures are totally different but that's not the game that they play those get tossed out 25 percent of mail-in ballots get tossed out the ones so that they the best way to vote you think you should stand in line and just let the, the russia be- steal the vote the best way is to show up at the polls on election day because to, to be honest if the what everybody kind of predicts happening is Republicans are going to turn out on election day and we're going to have about three to five days where Trump thinks he won. And then the mail-in ballots are going to come in and Biden wins. And so if it's an overwhelming crushing win in Florida, specifically for Biden on election night, it's over. Or if Trump wins Florida that night, it's probably over. So Florida's the one to watch again. What can go wrong? A lot in Florida. Have you not seen them alligator <laughs> eating ass people? <laughs> I don't know, y'all. We just try to make the world better around this motherfucker. You know, we argue. Um, I challenge each and every one of you on both sides, black, white, green, blue. If you have a if you have a person at your Thanksgiving dinner in your family that you know that don't speak kindly of people that don't look like you, you should call them out. Whether you call them out yelling or you call them out speaking nice. But I really think that person should be confronted in front of everybody. I don't give a fuck if the whole family is racist and you're not. Everybody should be called out. Because until you start putting these motherfuckers on blast, they're going to keep on thinking they can get away with it. I mean, eventually the cat burglar get caught. You got to hold people accountable for what they are doing. You, yeah. You got to, if, if you're the racist person in your family, you need to be held accountable for that. When I think about my family, and sorry to put our family's business out there, but... You know, my sister, I know she's on my side because she's been vocal about it. And I know that my brother is probably on her side but doesn't have the words. He has the feelings, but he doesn't have the words. And the second the other two of us start speaking up, he's going to go, that's it. That's what I've been thinking. You know, like it's... And then all of a sudden, everything changes because it's three instead of one. And it should be. I remember your brother went to high school with my son. And he used to tell my son, don't go over that person's house, they're racist. Yeah. He literally said that. He literally used to say, and and my son still talk about how spank, uh, your brother kept him from a lot of bullshit. When he was in high school, he was, a, he was a fucking black kid from Atlanta, Georgia, and this little closed-minded ass state. Yeah. My mom was adamant about that. My mom is is the champ on that stuff. Like, she she did a good job of saying like I grew up in a racist household and I'm not going to teach my kids that you know and it has to stop I mean on both sides we can't what are we hating each other for I mean well apparently if you were in the tea party you can go fuck yourself you can <laughs> I'm glad you quit that motherfucking tea party because I'm about to take you to Starbucks nigga can i have some chai he's no, getting black coffee he's straight <laughs> black no he got green tea <laughs> they don't like green tea he's a green he's a green what is it the libertarians green uh there's a lot of libertarians who are pro pro green of all pro kinds green what pro green weed pro green tea 
pro green tea, pro green money. Are you for an abortion? Pro green oh, you say you wasn't for he's, abortion. He's I'm pro life. Yeah, he's pro life. Yeah. So if somebody rape you and get you pregnant, you gonna have it? Yes. Mm. Look, and I have no problem with that. What I'm saying is, is you can't take away people's options. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Whether I want them to keep the baby or not is irrelevant. I don't want to take away their option. That's all I'm saying. And when you do take away people's options, they go, it gets worse. It doesn't get better. Prohibition fails every time it's tried. So again, I don't understand why we, it's supposed to be the greatest country in the world, why we can't solve simple problems with simple solutions. It's called want to be controlled. If, if, your Bible, white men, if your Bible tells you this wrong, then you yourself don't do it. But if I don't adhere to that fucking Bible, you have no right to tell me I should have to listen to anything that's in that fucking book. Period. That's why I hate when they say this is a Christian nation and we gotta have fuck all that shit. Why? That's that's what you believe. So you teach that in your house. But when you leave your house, you need to understand that not everybody operates that way and that your shit doesn't make the world go round. Pat just nailed it. It's control. It's a need for control and white it's rooted in control. it's rooted in fear. White men's white men's can no longer own slaves, but they're gonna find a way to control shit. Well, the need that's to control a, that, it is not it's not a racial th- like that, it just comes in the form Republican of in this, Party in this country that do not want you to have an abortion that is all white men white men period who continue to pass down the bullshit of want to be controlled I told you who use affirmative action we don't man. white people it's, white women use affirmative action because they tired of baking your American shitty pies it's a combination of a bunch of bullshit basically yeah it's, it's white men want to be in control I can tell you what to do you can't tell me a motherfucking thing because nigga if you make it illegal it's always a bitch in a kitchen that will suck something out of you the same way you can get your hair in the kitchen <laughs> by a bitch you don't have a license to do your hair you can get a, your abortion by licensing it to a nigga in the alley it's just stupid. I just something. It just how you gonna tell me what to do with my when you, body? When you criminalize something that shouldn't be criminal, it should be treated like a medical issue because it is a medical issue. Just just like with addiction, people addicted to to meth, it's a medical condition. It's a chemical imbalance in that person, and instead of locking them up, you should get them treatment Canada, if they want they to. If, if if and it works, it works. But I here in, in America, Canada? the pro. The, the the right wing America of this country is, is like, well, we can't have that because of the kids. And I'm like, look, your kids, those are the main motherfuckers doing. And in Canada, oh, I was in Canada they, when they have a drug problem, they don't put you in jail. They put you in rehab. They, they get you counseling. They get you treatment. Here in America, they lock you up if they kill you. That's only two, only two fucking choices. There's a great documentary on it called The House I Live In. And it basically just like the war on drugs is a for-profit system to warehouse the bottom 10% of the economic ladder because we don't know what to do with people who are poor in the country. Chris read too fucking much. He it's always got to come out with this intelligence. Shit. The equal level at the bottom of what's going on. I, I'll just say it's a movie idea. You should also check out Portugal. When they decriminalized uh, heroin, then overdoses dropped to almost zero. Portuguese? Ain't that the movie? And we're back to the bread and butter, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Full circle. It's a country. It's right next to Spain. Oh, I thought you was talking about like Poltergeist. The movie. <laughs> <laughs> Ghosts don't do meth, Miss Pat. <laughs> and vampires don't eat potato chips. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, I don't fucking know. Dude. All right, we're going to get out of here. Hey, we, y'all, yeah, I hope y'all enjoyed it. I love talking about this shit. 
because we love each other and we try to bring everybody a little bit closer. And don't forget this Thanksgiving call out there, races in your family, no matter if you're black, white, or whatever. Look them in the face and say, Daddy, enough of your bullshit. This is not 1929, nigga. <laughs> I want you to call your white daddy a nigga. <laughs> and you telling me he keep on fucking around, you gonna put shit in the pumpkin pie. Thank y'all so much for tuning in to another episode of The Pat Down. Make sure you check out my website at misspatcomedy.com for all of my social media, my tour dates, my book. Make sure you spread the word about my podcast. Please rate and review. Please rate and review and share. Thank y'all so much, y'all. I've been Miss Pat.